This is the Yob ConvoCast. One-on-one conversations with your other brother's authors, community members, supporters, and friends. What's up, friends? Welcome back to the Yob ConvoCast as we continue spanning the spectrum of sexual identity in our community this summer. It's been such a great series. Uh, we took a little break because I went off the grid. I went off the grid, y'all, for a couple weeks. And it's a really great episode because I went semi off the grid at first with a little pit stop in Southern California, a trip I've been wanting to make for literal years now, like at least two, maybe three, I don't know. But multiple years now, I've been wanting to get out there because I've heard whispers, I've heard word, I've, I've caught wind that there's just a thriving Yab community happening out there in Southern California from Los Angeles to San Diego, everywhere in between. Like it's just been something that I, I needed to see for myself. And so I made a layover there a couple weekends ago and got to hang out with this person for the first time in my life and his life, both of our lives. He's been on the show before. It's been two and a half years since we've heard his voice though. I can't believe it's been that long. It's almost a crime that it's been that long. It's our other brother, Keegan. What's up, Keegan? Hello, Tom, and hello, everybody listening. It has been two and a half years, actually. It's kind of crazy. I was like, I knew it wasn't last year, and so then I guess if it wasn't last year, it was the year before. But yeah, it's it still blew my mind when I checked the records and I saw that it was two and a half years ago. You were on this podcast, and then the name of the episode was Tom and Keegan Encourage the Lurkers. Mm, yes. And it brought back all the memories of our conversation. (laughs) Yes. I actually looked back at it too, because when you invited me to do this, I was Mm. like, oh, I remember being on the podcast, but I don't remember a single thing about what we said or what the topic was. Me neither. It was so unmemorable. (laughs) (laughs) Because no, and the reason we talked, that was the title was because you are, you are not notorious, whatever the opposite of notorious is, because notorious is negative, but you are well known, you're famous. You're famous in our community as being the person that welcomes new people with the Fran Drescher welcome gif, and she's waving her arms, and and it's because it's a gif that keeps repeating, and so her arms just keep going and going and going and going (laughs) until eternity, and so you welcome every single member with that gif, and you've been so consistent for years, literally years now, Keegan, you are a hero. I know when I when I listened to the podcast <laughs> three years ago, I was like, I've been sending this gift now. And you still do it. <laughs> I still do it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is just going to be my fate till I die. I mean, if I die, I give permission to somebody to take this over. This is like world. this is like when Facebook had poking, and there was like the people who had to like <laughs> keep poking the other person. They had to win the poke war. The poke war, and eventually, yeah. get, somebody won the poke war. We just don't know. Eventually, someone forgets how it yeah. happened. Yeah someone someone won because they don't poke anymore on facebook but um but you know it was actually very nostalgic because i totally forgot what we talked about too that's funny um i looked up the episode and it was it brought a little tear to my my metaphorical eye keegan because in the description and i remembered us talking about it was about how you and the boys out there in socal had these beach bonfires together and i'd seen pictures of like you guys frolicking on the beach um or fraternizing on the beach if frolic is too gay of a word to use. Fraternizing is also a choice, but well, I accept You that. know, hanging out together as bros on the beach with a beach bonfire. And I was like, oh, that sounds so cool. Because it was, it was emotional for me because I used to live in Southern California years before you guys congregated and became right. a, 
a thing. Um, and so there was a sense of longing, a sense of, a sense of loss or a sense of like, I want to be a part of that. But I also have friends on the East coast. It's not like I'm destitute here on the East coast or anything. I'm okay. God's blessed me, but, but there was still a sense of like, what if, what if I had never moved? What if I had stayed out there? What if y'all was born in Southern California instead of the jewel of the blue Ridge, how would things have changed yeah. in the grand scheme of things? But needless to say, on this weekend trip, we didn't have a beach bonfire. That didn't happen, but I did get to congregate with you guys on the beach in Southern California, about like what, seven or eight of us. There's a good number of us. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Quite the chunk. And it was so fun. And it was fun for, for you in particular, because you were one of the only people there at that beach non bonfire (laughs) that I had never met before. And Keegan, I think, you know, this isn't a scientific fact, so it's not true per se but it feels it feels true you know okay. you know you know when something feels true yeah it's head cannon what it's called yeah so anyway. this feels this feels true that you might have the record for somebody who's been in this community the longest but i've yet to meet like in person until this trip happened because i checked the records you joined patreon you joined us on patreon you stopped lurking on july 4th happy independence day uh 2019 2019 so over four years you've existed in our community and i've never met you at like a retreat or on any other trip you know i've seen you plenty of times on zoom and in our community on our discord and facebook and stuff like that but like never in person until this trip and i got to see you i saw you in person I knew you were like sort of tall. And so I saw, I saw you across the parking lot and I uh-huh. pointed at you and you looked at me and then we hugged and it was our oh, first contact. What a moment. Yeah. That was honestly such a beautiful moment. And we, we there was like, as we approached each other, there was a pause and there was like a recognition. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, this is about to happening. Be- <laughs> Four years of, of um, pent up hug- hugging waiting for. So. Yeah. 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 It was palpable. Wasn't it? <laughs> It was it was so palpable it was almost tangible in fact it was tangible <laughs> yeah no i don't want to make light of it because it was it was lovely it was lovely to hug you it was lovely to spend time with you and um you did bail on us because we were having a painting party you bailed on us to watch barbie i i, I if that doesn't say it all <laughs> i mean the girls who saw barbie get it and the girls who didn't see barbie don't so you just gotta go you just gotta go see it for yourself and you'll know you'll know why I just... we'll have we'll have a separate podcast i think barbie warrants its own podcast i'm hearing so much of, i've yet to see it but i've heard so much about barbie that it feels like it warrants its own podcast episode with somebody it absolutely warrants its own podcast episode and i have somebody in mind who i will not name for the you can send me online i will tell you exactly yeah please send me slide into my dms and share (laughs) (laughs) well that was a little yeah i mean that was just a little snapshot i had such a lovely time with you and the other the other cali boys it was it was so fun to step into your world for a couple days and and paint together and go to the beach together and go to church together grab meals together it was fun it was a fun time well thanks for coming by yes and i will say tragic that it rained one of the days that you were here it's like never rains like i know we were eating lunch and it rains like what is this we're in san diego and it's raining out what i felt like guilt i was like come on san diego tom deserves better than this (laughs) what was that yeah that was so weird it was was it was fine though it's i i mean i love rainy weather so i wasn't necessarily complaining but it just was very atypical yeah for the geography well keegan 
I asked you to come back and I'm so delighted you said yes, because we're in the middle of this series on sexuality as we explore all the different like lenses of the gemstone that is the the jewel of your other brothers, like so wow. many lenses, so many reflections and vantage points. Um, and what was really interesting, so I, I actually, when we started, I thought about it, like, do I want to try to like maybe talk to multiple people who identify the same way because someone who identifies as queer and another person who identifies as queer, they're in, in undoubtedly going to use different words and have different experiences and have different, it's not going to be a hundred percent carbon copy of the same thing. Like there's going to be differences, of course. Um, and so I thought about that, like maybe do I want to try to like really stretch this out and do two or three episodes, like on each label or each identity and try to get a rounder picture. And then I said, no, I'm not gonna do that. It's too much. I don't have, this isn't like a 15 episode series. Like we're gonna try to just spread it around as much as possible and try to identify with as many people as we can. But um, what was interesting was after we released Alex's episode, Alex, who identifies as bi, you commented something to the effect of like, I have so many thoughts or I have, I don't know, some, something of that nature. Um, and it got me thinking because so as of yet, nobody else has commented something to quite that extreme that you had commented on his episode. Um, mm -hmm. and so I wanted to like explore that with you and see like, where, what are some ways that you and Alex are similar or what are some ways that you feel very different from what he shared on the episode? Um, and just explore that. So it kind of spoils it a little bit maybe for how you identify, but we, let's just start there and then we'll, we'll peel back the layers, but how, how do you identify or what words do you use to discuss or describe your sexuality? Yeah. So, um, like Alex, I identify as, as bi or bisexual. Um, I also identify as a Christian, uh, but I guess unlike Alex, I wouldn't say that I'm a bi-Christian. Um, that's kind of okay. a new, I suppose. But for some reason, just saying I'm a bi-Christian just feels weird in my mouth. Like, I don't know <laughs> what it is mm -hmm. about it. But, and I've heard, you know, people say like they're gay Christian. Like Greg Coles is a great example of somebody that identifies that way. I'm like, oh, yeah, it makes total sense. Love it. Live it. Laugh it. All that stuff. <laughs> um, but, but I personally just, I don't know, it feels weird to me a little bit. And so I feel more comfortable kind of, uh, using, yeah, just saying like, I'm buying and other contexts saying I'm Christian and just letting those things coexist without having to feel like I need to qualify them necessarily. Yeah. And what's really cool as the series continues and we keep adding chapters to it, um, cause that's, that's very similar to how Matt identifies. I think he was our first episode of this series identifying as gay and a Christian, but not a gay Christian together. Like some, he'd probably echo a lot of what you just said about putting those together, how like maybe it sounds weird or feels weird in your mouth, in your heart, in your mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, just to be able to to have those to, to, to separate. Okay, so right off the bat, like the goal of this episode is to create war and to create drama between you and Alex. The gays love the drama. So <laughs> no, you and the great thing about Al, you guys, you guys live out there in SoCal. You probably see him somewhat regularly, so you're, I'm yeah. sure you'll be fine. I'm sure you'll survive this. I, I think yeah, I love Alex and he loves me, so I think we'll be okay. Aww, Alex isn't here to confirm that, but we will take your oh. word for it. Yep, I'll take something with that. And now on the line, let's bring in Alex. No, okay. <laughs> can you imagine? That'd be so fun, wouldn't it? Uh, no, Alex. For those listening, Alex is not in the waiting room. Alex is not here. Um, he's with us in spirit, though. We're going to reference him probably a bunch. Um, okay, so that's interesting. Bi and Christian, but not necessarily a bi Christian. Um, so let's let's take a look at your journey then. Like, was it pretty obvious growing up that you were attracted to both men and women, or did that? Or what was, yeah, how what was the journey of putting that together growing up? 
yeah, the journey was super confusing. It was not mm -hmm. uh, very linear. Um, I think there's a, a sort of general, like a general, maybe a stereotype of bisexual people that they're confused and like, oh, just pick a side already. Um, but, you know, in my experience, I think it's it's been more of a thing where uh, I think bisexual people aren't confused in and of themselves. I think it's like society, you know, at large is telling them like, there's only kind of one or other way to be. So you got to pick one. And so then it causes confusion when you're like, I think I'm neither or both. How does that work? Um, and so, you know, I experienced that. Uh, well, I guess I can just start from the beginning. So uh, before puberty had crushes on girls, like other guys in my class. Um, once I started puberty around age 11, uh, started experiencing physical attraction for other guys in my class. Um, and then uh, didn't really have any male crushes though. Um, and then, but my freshman year of high school, I did have uh, a crush on one guy in particular. Um, but I think at the time I didn't have the language really for like how to um, make sense of that experience. And so I didn't really realize that until looking on um, in hindsight, but I did have a crush on that one guy. And then, you know, throughout high school developed more um, feelings of physical attraction to girls as well. And then um, towards like, when I started college, crushes on guys was more regular. And so it all just sort of like started in different places, but ended up coming together in the same spot by the time I started college. Um, and, you know, I think for me, like the narrative, you know, growing up was always like, you're either gay or you're straight. Um, and I grew up, I didn't grow up necessarily Christian. I grew up Catholic and it was very like culturally Catholic. And so it wasn't like a huge part of my life or my family's life. Um, but the, I definitely got the message that like, if you're gay, you're bad, you know? Um, but I want to kind of like say too, that I think I didn't only experience that from like religious people or spiritual people, like just general, like I was a teenager in like the early 2010s around 2010. So, I mean, even just like, what was that 13 years ago? It was like society was more so like, yeah, like, you know, you call people gay if you want to insult them or if you hate something, or, um, I have very strong memories of uh classmates being called gay and then like they were ostracized and like we didn't want to hang out with them anymore mm -hmm. so I was like oh wow I really don't want to be any of that and so um I think part of my experience growing up was that uh I was like okay gay equals bad straight equals good so and I'm attracted to girls so I'm straight praise <laughs> god um but but I also like lived I I, I honestly would have described it like this in high school if you could have un closeted me I would have said that there's like this thing attached to my ankle like this ball and chain that I just drag around and that's all of the attraction to men that I experienced that you know and I only bring it out at night and don't let anybody know about it uh, I can't get rid of it it's always there it's always with me but I'm just never going to say anything about it um and so I actively you know was experiencing like like uh sexual fluidity um, but I was just trying to jam myself into one of the categories and so I was like okay the straight one is obviously the quote unquote better one. So I'm just going to identify that way. Um, but I mean, so there's this like psychological concept called cognitive dissonance. I don't know if you've heard of this. Yeah. Um, but it's similar to like the, the Bible um, metaphor of like a kingdom divided against itself isn't going to stand. And so that's pretty much what I was doing. It's just like, you know, one way on the outside, a different way on the inside. Um, and obviously it's like, eventually you can play the game you know for a long time or for a little bit but eventually it's all going to cave in 
And so I ended up caving in around halfway through college. And I was just like, I was losing my mind, honestly. I was like, I need to figure this out. I I don't know if I'm gay or if I'm straight or like what's wrong with me or like all my wires crossed. And I must say, Tom, I should even thank you in particular too, because um, Yav was was huge. It was so huge in um, me figuring out that I'm not straight, (laughs) uh, which is kind of funny (laughs) to say, because it was just like, wow, I know crazy. but once I, it was just like a offhanded comment on one of the podcasts, like way a long time ago, um, <clears throat> you or somebody else on the podcast, she said, yeah, like none of us here are straight. And so blah, 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 just kept talking. And I stopped, I, I cussed and out loud, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm not straight. Whoa. And that was honestly- and this, this was back when you were, when you were a lurker, right? This was when I was a lurker. Yeah. Um, so uh, that was just really helpful for me to be like, oh, wow. Yeah. So. Like, I'm not straight. So then it opened the space for me to be like, am I gay or am I something else? And then eventually I, I ended up landing on the bi label. Um, and it, I mean, you know, the first person I came out to, I told them I was bi, but I was like, I don't know if that's true. I might just be gay. Who knows? <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, but, you know, it it has a thing I, I hold on to is it's like a consistent ongoing attraction to to women and to men it's like yes i just like i keep experiencing that so anytime i have a doubt i'm like no just i'm bisexual so i just gotta let that be what it is um Mm. so yeah that's pretty much how i got to the way i identify today wow well that is i mean it's so cool anytime the lord uses yob however he does with people in ways that i don't even know so like for us to just make a whoever made that comment whether it was me or somebody else like it was cool that uh that that could land with you over there across the country and just be part of the journey of you piecing life together and faith and sexuality yeah. and making it all come together. Um, you know, I asked Alex this because I think, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that episode, and I hope this episode with it helps people kind of dismantle the, the, whatever the vision or whatever the, the perspective of a, whatever a bi person looks like, whatever mm-hmm. people who identify mostly as gay or SSA who experience exclusive, if not total attraction to the same sex, like um, this vision of a bi person who is 50-50, like attracted to men and women and have has the ability, has way more of like a, like a feasible quote unquote normal path um, to like to one day find a woman or find someone of the opposite sex and get married and have kids and all that and, and live that life live that life, chase those dreams. Um, And it's just like, you know, I've learned a little bit about bisexuality over the years. And I learned a lot from that conversation with Alex. He talked about being roughly 85% attracted to men, 15% to women. I'm curious if like you have like some sort of a number in your mind or if that's like a silly game to you or if you, or the secondary question to it is like, is, is the attraction split up pretty equally as far as physical attraction, emotional attraction, whatever other categories of attraction there are like does it shift differently between men and women is it the same across the board like how do you how do you break it up a little bit just to understand how you're wired a little bit yeah that's a great question um this will probably get in a little bit into the the aspects of sexuality i struggle with but it is like one of those things where uh i do struggle with the percentages a little bit i know that i experience attraction i think more often towards men um, which actually, when I listened to Alex's podcast, that was a thought I had is, and this is probably true of just bisexual people by nature is that they can kind of blend in a little more, um, into like a straight category, mm-hmm. especially if they're married. 
Um, and so I'm kind of wondering if like the people who are like very marginally attracted to men who are would maybe be considered bisexual are just not in yab because it's not like a big enough experience um, for them to want right. to like seek about it. Um, and like, yeah, that's just like a general true thing of bisexuals in general is like, it's hard to know how many there really are because there could be tons, but they're just like not open about it. Um, and maybe don't necessarily um, notice it themselves all the time. There are some people who subscribe to the notion that everybody, like everybody on the planet is bisexual because there's like, even if you're only like 0.0001% attracted to the same sex, like that still counts, quote unquote. Like there are some people who have that belief. I don't know right. that I necessarily have that belief, but um because I find I find elements of women attractive. It's not like ew, women are gross, disgusting creatures, <laughs> you know. Like there, yeah, there there are elements of femininity in women that I that I find attractive, but not necessarily enough for me to necessarily identify as bisexual. But um, but yeah, anyway, like how yeah, so you struggle with percentages. Struggle with percentages. Um, I know I lean more towards men, more towards men. Probably. Um, but I will here. So here's what I'll say is um. A common thing that a lot of us probably in Yab, and I'm sure just generally as Christians have experienced in the past, or even maybe in our present, uh, is this like idea that like same sex attraction is bad, like bad, bad, bad. And then, and then on the flip side, opposite sex attraction is like so like good and beautiful. My like, mm. God ordained, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, I don't necessarily want to speak on behalf of gay men or lesbians because I'm neither of those things. <laughs> um, but I just imagine that like being completely thrust into an all bad category would be very like shame inducing and very damaging. Mm. Um, but then it's like, well, so my, so my unique struggle and the thing with percentages would be like, okay, so then how do I fit in to that? Because uh, it's, it's not like I'm 50% gay and 50% straight. Uh, it's like I'm hundred percent bisexual. That's <laughs> what I like to say. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm hundred percent bisexual. The way I experience sexuality, like in my body, feels the same, even if the gender in front of me is different. Um, like, so for example, like the way, like a crush quickens my heart rate, heart rate, and I want to like hug them and be near them or like, you know, listen to everything they say and just like want to explore the landscape of their mind, you know, all that stuff Ooh, feels the same that was very bodily, um, whether it's like a man or a woman. What'd you say? I said that was very poetic. I want to explore the landscape of your mind. The landscape of their, yeah, you are yeah. a poet. You are a poet and you know it. I, I do write poetry. That is, that's, uh, that's, um, on my like tick for gay card. Um, <laughs> right. poetry. Yeah. yeah. How many straight yeah. male poets are there though? Let's be real. Hundreds, <laughs> dozens, like anyway. so many, um, stereotypes, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But, um, but anyway, so, so I would say that like bodily, it's like, it's not like I can tell the difference when I have a crush on a man or a woman. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like, Oh, because you're a man, like I am, you know, 60 more percent attracted to you if you were a woman like this crush would be like you know whatever less um or something like that so um, when i hear stuff about like percentages and stuff i'm like well i mean it really does feel like the sexual fluidity of you know um it depends on the person in front of me like it feels like it the percentages is like putting everything in a vacuum and being like okay just this, this pretend scenario where there's this perfectly attractive man that to, for my perfect whatever and then same with the female in front of me. It's like, okay, percentages, which one? But like life isn't like that. So it's like, I don't know, like it could just depend on, you know, interactions with them or it could depend on the day. I don't, I don't really know. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of a thing I've had to learn to just sort of hold open-handedly and just be like, okay, I know I experience both. I think it leans more towards men, but like, I don't know what else to say besides that. 
Yeah. And I've heard other bisexual people say that like, it's not like fixed that way. And even Alex mentioned it. It's like his whole life. Yeah. He hasn't been 85, 15 his whole life. He talks about younger, maybe it was more attraction for women growing up. And, and you can experience seasons of your life, I'm sure, where maybe there's, you have seasons of your life where you're more attracted to men than before, or maybe more attracted to certain women than before. And that doesn't, you know, yeah. it's just cyclical changes. It's not fixed, I guess. That's, that's something to take away from this conversation of people again have that vision that you're attracted 50 50 all the time and that's like not yeah that's i feel like that's not the case for most if not any <laughs> any bisexual person <laughs> so um just put it yeah. putting that out there before we get to struggles you reference struggles and blessings because we will close our conversation that way i wanted to open the floor if there was anything else i don't know if you took notes or if you have anything in your mind that pops out but like was there anything from that conversation with alex that was interesting or that you wanted to comment on or contrast or or echo and say amen or yeah i don't know i was just curious about his episode and how that landed with you yeah, I will say, so yeah, the reason that sparked so many uh, thoughts in me was um, was just that like, I, I was like, oh, I, I experienced so many of these things. And then like, I was so curious about the the reasons why I, I don't experience things maybe the same way. Mm. Um, a silly one, which is, I, I do experience I think the same way, is he mentioned this thing called bi-panic. Um, bi-panic. Which, which when I got, when I heard that phrase, I was like, that's what that thing is. <laughs> um, there's this show, and I have to mention this, there's this show um called heartstopper tom have you seen this show? i haven't no i've it's it's me it's been all the rage and yab at times but i've not seen it yet no it's on the it's in the queue okay. it's in the queue okay yeah definitely put it in the queue um i as just as a bisexual person that show was like the first thing i've encountered where i was like oh, i feel represented and obviously mm. you've talked about representation media and stuff and it's like definitely not perfect and because i'm a christian and all stuff but um so anyway, in that, literally in that show, there's this scene where the main one of the main characters is like watching Pirates of the Caribbean with uh, Keira Knightley and Orlando Bloom. And he just sort of is like looking back and forth at them. And then he just goes like, oh, no, am I, <laughs> am I bi kind of thing? Like, who do, who do I Googled, be attracted to? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, and he Googles like bisexuality out of that. Um, and I that exact movie, those same exact people, I was like a little whatever teenager mm. thing and was like oh, wait am i experiencing what is it was just a very weird feeling confusing feeling because i didn't have language for it but um, it was just funny that it was like the same the same two people anyway so um i just wanted yeah just to relate to the silly example of, of by panic is a thing if there's an attractive like couple in front of me it's like oh, <laughs> you're both attractive. <laughs> just bounce um, your eyes I'll back do. and forth or avert them yeah, all together that's 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 so interesting because I'm sure there are people listening too who like light bulbs are going off, light switches, switches and bulbs maybe about um yeah about that phrase by panic. Yeah, definitely super interesting. Um, I I honestly forgot what the second thing I was going to say was about Alex's podcast. If it comes to me, if it comes up, I'll insert it naturally, right there. <laughs> well, Keegan, let's start in let's start on the struggle bus and talk about what's what's hard. <laughs> And then we'll end on a end on a high note about the blessings about the way that you are the way that you are. So so yeah, what's hard about having a bisexual orientation? You know, Tom, I ride the struggle bus every day, and <laughs> more than on. one way, not just sexuality. So um, I'm pleased to um, share share my view from inside the struggle bus. Um, mm -hmm. So um, well, yeah, I already kind of mentioned like trying to figure out how to 
accept, I suppose, my attractions if like society, if God or whoever views them as like, you know, half good and half bad. It's like, oh, well, how do I, how do I live in light of that? Like, do I accept all my attractions? Uh, like, do I be half celibate? You know, do I like shove away and repress these bad attractions <laughs> or like, do I just like dive head first into the good ones? Cause you know, they're quote unquote good. Um, and which I, I should probably say just for the sake of saying it, that I think that's a really bogus idea. Um, I've come to the belief that attractions are like neutral. And so um, I think, you know, there's not, there's nothing inherently good or bad about either of them. And so um, it's really helpful, I think, for me to realize that, yes, there's obviously elements of same-sex attraction that are broken, but there's also aspects of it that are beautiful um, that I've seen God working in my life through. Um, and the same can be said for opposite sex attractions. I think there's this idea that, oh, that's the good stuff, <laughs> um, but it's also broken. Um, and, and absolutely, there's there's lots of beautiful things about that too. Um, but it's been really helpful for me to just kind of hold those things and be like, okay, yeah, these are just what they are and they don't have to be good or bad. Obviously, still working on it. I have definitely not arrived like lots of internalized homophobia. And here's an interesting thought too, Tom, is that um, I also experienced uh, trouble uh, and problems expressing my opposite sex attractions as well. I think just because of, um, I kind of caught the tail end of purity culture. Um, so it's like, you know, you know, if there's a beautiful woman, it's like, uh, you know, avoid looking at her, like, don't, don't commit lust or whatever. Um, and then obviously like all the internalized messages about like, you know, gays being, having their agendas and their rainbows and being horrible. <laughs> um, so, uh, it's any, anyway, so, um, which is, it's all just to say that I, I definitely haven't arrived on some of these things. Um, but it is, it is a struggle bus in that area. Um, another area, um, on a struggle bus that I currently frequently ride on, um, which is, I think maybe unique, maybe not, uh, is like, who do I, who do I get close to? Um, because mm -hmm. I think you might've talked to this with Alex a little bit where, you know, there's this idea like, okay, straight men at our men's retreat, you know, like let's talk about porn and sex and you better not get close to those women because they're going to fall in love with you and you're going to want to have sex with them. And then you're going to impregnate them and they're going to think you love them and you don't, you were just horny. And then they're going to be so ruined and not a virgin anymore. And you're like, what? <laughs> wow. What, what, what accent is that? What voice are you using? <laughs> you know, I don't, I honestly don't even know what that is was. Is that Mississippi? You know? Is that Alabama? Where are you? It's, uh, yeah. There's nothing wrong with the South. A lot of people from the South. Um, we, we heart the South. Yeah. But yeah, that's funny. We heart the South. We really do. But um, yeah, there's the idea that, um, you know, if you're a man with a woman, it's like something's going to go wrong there. So make sure there's lots of boundaries and barriers and stuff. And so if I'm bisexual, what the heck do I do? Like, who do I get close to? Because mm -hmm. on the one hand, I'm going to like, you know, make this girl fall in love with me or something. And I want to have sex with her. But then on the other hand, is it like, okay, I'm going to like fall in love with some guy or I'm going to just want to have sex with him. And it's just going to ruin the relationship. And I think it touches on like a huge aspect that God taught me through uh, my sexuality of, of opposite sex relationships just being really needed and important in the church. And I think it's a huge area that we've missed because we're afraid. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, well, I just don't have a choice. I, every single person, whatever, I'm, I'm a threat. I'm going to have sex with everybody. Um, uh, I've had to just be like, okay, this is just daily. I'm doing that. So, um, and I, I'm making it work, I think. So um, I think there's a positive aspect to that where I can invite, you know, other maybe straight people 
or even like gay people to just um, seek authentic relationships with people regardless of their gender. Mm. I don't know if that did come up with my conversation with Alex. So that's an interesting new yeah element of the of the bi conversation. Um, I guess real quick because we're we're running low on time, Keegan. I wish I wish we could talk for a long time, but um, jumping from the struggle bus to maybe the triumph train or some some other vehicle. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Just like, trying to trying to be poetic with you and trying to up my game a little bit, you know. But um, how has God used your bisexuality, or how is He using it, or how does He? How are you hoping He uses it, or or some combination of those questions? Yeah, um, great questions. Uh, I I figured I'd answer this, answer this in the form of a story. Um, it's Please. a brief story, so I'll um, I'll be I'll be brief. But um, when I was in high school, I was in this psychology class my junior year. And my teacher, uh, Mrs. Neely, who, if she's listening to this, hi, uh, I love you. She probably- What up, Mrs. Neely? Um, maybe I'll just send this to her. I love her so much, but um, <laughs> she, <laughs> hello. Uh, so she, uh, so this girl raised her hand when we were working on this work, worksheet thing. And she was like, Mrs. Neely, do you think that bisexuality is real? And she just like smiled and responded to like, you know, I really do think there are people um, who can see beauty in more than one type of person. And then she just sort of left it at that and walked away. And little did she know my little, you know, am I gay or straight kind of person, whatever, all hidden in the closet was sitting right there. And I think that honestly was was a seed for me to be like, huh, like maybe there's something mm. like not terrible about what I'm experiencing. Um, and so I've come to, and so now and I think, you know, obviously God has played a huge role in this is I've come to this uh, place now, which I'm obviously, like I said before, I'm still working on, but. I think that the ability to see beauty in all kinds of people, regardless of their gender, um, is pretty cool. Uh, and so now, like, and I never, I honestly never thought I would say anything like this or believe this, but I am proud to say that I'm bi. Um, and I think that, you know, like I've mentioned with um, the importance of having cross-gender relationships um, in the church and um, just, uh, yeah, there's various things that God's um, met me in in my sexuality and getting to do my little ministry here in San Diego um, where I just am like, yeah, like God has clearly been all over um, all, the, all, all over this in my life and in my journey. And so um, it's kind of cool to be like, wow. Um, yeah. I just, I am what I am and I'm attracted to different kinds of people. And I think that's beautiful. Gosh, the ability to see beauty in different types of people like that is pretty poetic. We're, if we're talking about poetry, shout out yeah. shout out to your teacher like that's that's how poetry again it speaks it resonates that's so beautiful that's that is a great note to to end on because i um i just love you know i love getting to explore these little subsets of our community because i reckon the vast majority of our community does not identify as bi so i feel like that was the other thing that was the other thing was this the other thing you wanted to mention was like do you feel like a minority of a minority is that something oh, that, that was the thing that was actually the thing because Alex yeah. said he doesn't. Alex said something like he feels just as queer as the rest of us or something. I don't know. But then I, I thought I got the sense that maybe you disagreed with that a little bit. So, so. Yeah, I'll just briefly say um, that as opposed to Alex, I, I have felt a sort of minority within a minority, which is funny to say, because statistically there's more bisexual people than gay or lesbian people. Just mm. by fact of there's women and men included in that statistic. Right, right. But I do feel, especially, yeah, in spaces like Yab, um, or other side of these spaces, like, oh, man, like, I don't know, like, what if I have, what if I end up, like, wanting to date a girl? Is that going to be, is that going to make somebody feel angry? Or 
or jealous mm. or um you know are they gonna revoke my gay card or not want to have anything to do with me anymore or um or will they be happy for me and really excited and it'll just be like a normal thing like any other like mixed orientation marriage type of thing um but that's been something that i think i've personally struggled with um and even you know i do this i'm such a people pleaser tom where i like in some spaces i'm like oh yeah like that girl's so cute <laughs> and then around you know side b people or other gay people i'm like oh yeah like that guy so hot oh my gosh so <laughs> um i definitely tend to play the crowd i think mm -hmm. um, which is something i need to work on and, and grow in um but yeah i have felt that way but it's it's you know it's more about myself i think than it is about the people in yob or other side b spaces i'd say you know, even though I'm, I don't identify as bi, I totally, I, I identify as a people pleaser and an overthinker. So there's that because I, even as you were saying all that, I was like, you know what, if I were in Keegan's shoes, I would absolutely think the same thing. I would feel like I would be thinking that they're thinking like, mm -hmm. oh, he's not as gay as us or he, he's not necessarily as like, if we're hunkering down for singleness and celibacy for life, you know, hooray, uh, if, we're, if we're hunkering down for that, like there's Keegan statistically has, he just does. He has a better chance of maybe not doing that. And maybe he won't be a part of us really. Maybe he'll get married and he'll just kind of forget about us. And so like, there could be bitterness there. There could be sadness there. There could be like pre, like pre sadness, pre bitterness, like just, thinking what you might do mm -hmm. or decide or whatever, whatever God has for you down the road from where you are right now as a single right. person. So, so I, I totally get where you're coming from as far as just like wondering what the perception is or, um, or where you fit in. But, um, but I also will be the first to say you absolutely fit in Keegan and you're just, you're just such a, like, I just smile. Like it hasn't gotten old yet. The bit about the, the Fran Drescher gif, who I've just been learning, you know, the Writers Guild of America or the actors, whatever they are, the actors, something, whatever group they're part of, they're on strike. And she's the president of the actors who are on strike. I see her in the news doing these interviews. What? Fran Drescher. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> so I've thought That's about funny. you. I was like, wow, that, that lady from the nanny doing her little hand motions. She's the president of the like the Screen Actors Guild. I guess that's what it is. The Screen Actors Guild. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Wow. Anyway. Well, she knows she's the job icon. <laughs> she's the icon. As, but as are you, Keegan. That's what yeah, I wanted to say. Job. That's what I wanted to say is that, yeah, I just love your presence here. And the fact that you're in the mix with all those, all those SoCal boys is really cool just to see you be mm -hmm. a part of the kind of a local iteration of our community. I'm, I'm just so glad that you're in this community. I'm so glad you're with us. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, I'm glad to be a part of the community and exceptionally blessed to be a part of um, the community. And I will say for my part too, if I ever do get married, I'm not, I'd have no plans to leave Yob or to leave anybody. So uh -huh. I would not just forget. I, how could I forget about this community? You know, so it's too good. I'll, I will refer back to this episode. If you ever dare leave Keegan. <laughs> no, it's... It's it's on it's on record now. You're I putting mean, it out there. It, it, you know, twenty years down the line, if something happens, please shut. This I reconciled. I reconciled long ago that some people Yab is a season. You know, some people come in for a year or two or less, but or or longer, but then some leave. And I do my best. I'm human, but I do my best to reserve bitterness and to not be judgmental or to feel sad too much sadness. But yeah. but um, so you don't necessarily have to lock yourself into this for life, but. <laughs> I, I jealously, uh, secretly hope that you're around for a really long time, as I do <laughs> most of our community. Me too, yeah. honestly. Well, Keegan, it was lovely just getting to chat with you again. 
Keegan, I hope if you're up for it, if you want to do more of these episodes, I would love to chat more with you. This is like so much fun. Why has it been over two years since you were in the studio? <laughs> there's there's a lot of people to talk to. I mean, there like, is, there is, there's a lot of people to talk yeah. to, but yeah, it was great. Once again, it was great talking to you. Um, I'm curious if any listeners out there, if you resonate with Bi Panic or if you have any, if you want to add more dimensions to the Bi Gemstone please comment on our episode. Go to yourotherbrothers.com slash podcast. Find the ConvoCast page and find this episode with Keegan and um, tell us a story about your bisexuality, which is definitely different from Keegan's, which is definitely different from Alex's. And maybe similar too. Comment your similarities if you if you hear them. Um, but I also would love to hear from other people who identify as bi listening to this episode. Please do that. Keegan, I hope uh, to make it out to California again. I had, again, a delightful trip out there. I hope you make it to one of our retreats one, one day, one of these days. I hope to see you at such an event. Wink, wink, hint, hint. <laughs> or, or, you know. Is there one coming up? I don't know. Well, there is one coming up real soon. I don't know if you can make the plans, but... Um, Did I hear about that? Yeah, it's, it's just out there in the universe. But um, <laughs> nonetheless, whenever I see you again, it'll be great. I'll have to check the records now to see who... Who have I known the longest who I've yet to meet in person? I wonder who that person is. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you, no you no longer hold that mantle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I guess I can't anymore because we've met. So We've met. We've touched. We've laughed. We've cri- we didn't cry, actually. We should cry we sometime. <laughs> okay. Poets. Just send me one of your poems. I, I want to send you one of my poems. Shoot me your address, and I want to I send you a poem. And then we'll go from okay. there. And then also remember, slide into my DMs with a, someone who would be great for oh. the Barbie review. <laughs> I'm writing notes now. Please I got, I got, I got, I got to take All right. So listeners, stay tuned for that Barbie podcast. I don't know when we'll talk about Barbie. I, I would love to. I have to see the movie first. But um, but in yeah. the more immediate future, stay tuned as we continue spanning the spectrum this summer. As this summer winds down. Oh, my gosh. Summer's wrapping up soon um we got a few more conversations to have though so i'm excited to have them so stay tuned for those listeners until we cast our next convo see you then bye everybody bye 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 remember bye (laughs) hello what's up hi this is so fun to see you now because it's like i've seen your i've seen your real body essence you've touched me I've t- not only have I touched you, I've hugged you. Yes, I know. Likewise. You That's stole great. one of my conversation points right off the bat, but there we go. That's fine. One of your conversation points is that we saw each other in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a story. I've got a setup. I've got a whole setup for it. So, yeah. Oh, my God.